0: Hello and welcome back to Big Questions. Uh, this is season two. My name is Miles Cadet. It's great to be with you. I love the Big Questions community. I love you all. I love Elliot, my co-host.
1: <laughs> and, and I love our next two and all
0: of our guests. I'll, every one of you individually. When it comes down to it, we, we talk a little bit about what the universe is made up of. And I believe it's questions and love. So love really is all you need. As um, John Lennon once said and uh, it's um, it's a pleasure really to have our next guest on uh, gab Lim gab welcome
2: to the show oh thank you for having me guys
0: a- absolute yeah absolute pleasure let's jump straight into it because we're all about questions here and I think we've and got love. some good ones today and love questions <laughs> and love so question one and the first question is is, is somewhat appropriate on this note because um, the 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 feeling behind this social instance really is about love it's about blessing blessing others with with love and of course um the most common use of, of the phrase bless you is is after a uh, after a sneeze yeah and so madeline Sy- sylvester writes in and, and she asks when someone sneezes multiple times in a row and it can be up to like five or six for some people yeah when do you say bless you do you wait till they're done do you do it the first time only? Do you do it the first two times? Do you do it every sneeze? How do you handle this scenario?
2: Well, as someone who, who gets a bit uh, hay fevery during, you know, the spring myself, I feel like I've been on the receiving mm. end of this a fair bit. Uh, mm. And so, I can say from my own preference, if I'm the sneezer, what I would like to receive is just the one bless you because that I don't want the unnecessary attention on me, you know. Mm. I appreciate the gesture, the, the etiquette to wish me their blessing, but uh, if they've said bless me once, I assume that extends over the series of sneezes. So ostensibly, my answer is just the first sneeze.
0: Mm.
2: However, if 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 I if I sneeze right now, for example, mm. Miles, you you might say bless me. However, mm. We went to school to, with, together for a number of years. We did, we did. It's it's not just possible, but likely you've said bless me before. Um, yeah. And so the question really is, if you've extended your blessing to me, does that cover cover until you revoke it?
0: Yeah, is, is blessing a state of being or is it a one-time action kind of thing? Yeah. Because if it's a state of being, as you kind of suggested in your first answer, right, which is that once is enough, mm. then uh, maybe you have to kind of say if once is enough at the start of a set of sneezes, then once is enough for all time, right?
2: Right. Mm, and, 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 interesting. Right, so if, if the question really, I mean, where the question comes from is if I sneeze once and then a minute later, is that a long enough gap? for you to mm. then have to be compelled? Is it a compulsion that you say, bless me, like a social contract?
1: Well, I, th- yeah. I think potentially it's worth mentioning that with so many of our kind of social interactions, we say something once and uh, that that thing would have had no reason to change. I'm trying to think of an example um, because saying I love you to someone, I guess maybe that could change, but something like that. And we say it regularly more as a reminder than as a statement, I love sure. you now, in this
2: specific sure. instance. I
0: don't mm. know if that Yeah,
2: and, and not just that, right, but we also say things, uh, as part of the social contract that actually don't carry any meaning, mm. so, you know, how you're going, that, mm. you know, I could say that, but it might not mean that, uh, so bless you, is mm. there a mixed blessing in the bless you?
0: I'd like to take this to a philosophical area and I'd, I would direct our listeners to um, the second half of Ludwig, Ludwig Wittgenstein's philosophical career. Oh, yeah. And there's some um, very important works that he's written. The name um, escapes me at this moment, but he was a big promo- proponent of, of um, words. What? What? The question that he's trying to answer overall and his whole you can say that his whole philosophical career really was about this, but what, what are words? What are words there for? What do they stand for? Are words like meaning carriers? To start with, he, he would have said yes, but as, his, as, his, um, as he got older, late Wittgenstein late would have said, words are about how they're used. Words are functions for the sake of things. And, and so in one sense, what, what he would say on this is not what, like, what does bless you mean,
2: but teleologically, he would say, "What is you.
0: Yeah, yeah. He would say <laughs> teleologically, bless you <laughs> is a function. He say it's 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 doing something, and or what what it's doing, I think, is left up up for you to kind of decide. But in that sense, it, 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 even if you might say it describes a state of being or like a or something else, it's 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 not going to be as straightforward as kind of giving it one kind of answer because it yeah, how I mean, you interpret what it's doing does difficult Doesn't
2: that just extends to language as a whole i mean mm-hmm. as far as i see mm. it right i i interpret the world around me with my senses and i can have a conception of the world in my mind but your conception of the world is independently constructed so for me to be able to interact with you my words are taking what's in my head and transmitting mm. it to you but then you have to interpret that and then construct it into your own head and so when i say bless you that's only me influencing the way you then interpret that in your own mind. Mm. And, and it
1: is quite that, that idea that you're putting forward, Gabe, and, and Wittgenstein did as well. Um, it's quite easily proven, I think, in that particularly right now over text, this you might have awkward situations that arise as a result of this. But I'll give you an example. If I texted someone, uh, if someone's just sent me a photo and I texted them, you look sick. What does the word sick mean in that instance? It becomes a right, lot easier, it, mm. a lot more difficult to kind of interpret that because we use things like body language and tone and all sorts of things. It's not just the words themselves
2: that carry meaning.
0: Mm. And
2: so where does this land us with the bless you argument?
0: Mm. Look, I don't, we haven't really traversed anywhere other than, other than your expression of preference, which is that once at the start is enough. But yeah. I would push back on that and say, doesn't that kind of suggest that you don't care about the other ones? Like I think, I, personally, by the way, I don't bless anyone when it comes to sneezing. Mm-hmm. I just, I just leave it. But yeah. I think that's because when I bless someone, if, if I were to bless someone once and then they keep going, it's like, oh, do I have to do it again? Like, and it, 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 it kind of puts off some sense of laziness or like uh, um, grumpiness, I guess, that they're sneezing a lot. If you don't do it. And that,
1: and that is almost an admission that it is purely social etiquette. If you mm. right. are willing to do it for the first one, but not the rest.
2: And actually, I feel like that, that actually contradicts the origin, right? Because this isn't about giving someone your blessing in case they've got some fatal illness? So, mm. so surely if they're sneezing more, then they're in a di- more dire need. Mm. More
0: blessing needed, yeah.
2: So, actually, maybe I flipped on this one, man. Maybe you have blessed me every time.
0: <laughs> I Look, if I was a blesser, I would bless every time. Okay. And look, I, I mean, time only limits us. Um, so we're going to have to leave that one there, but sure. it has been a very in, enlightening discussion. But we'll move on to question two. Question two. And this one comes in from Amy Openshaw. And it, in one sense, this question may be more straightforward, but I guess our conversation may open up. <laughs> new frontiers to this question
2: yeah
0: and amy asks do you wear socks with your ugg boots
2: i i'm torn on this one um because i only and i hope this this is true for many of the listeners but i only wear ugg boots for the purpose of warming up my feet Mm. i know some people wear it as a fashion statement
0: that's not me i I wear it to warm my feet (laughs) up
2: and so it's tempting to, to say, well, then if I add socks, there's another layer of warming. There's a, there's a whole environment, a ecosystem that is warming my feet. Um, but mm. I think functionally all that happens is that the sock somehow absorbs my foot sweat more effectively. And then my foot gets damper and colder. Uh, so, from my mm. experience, no. Socks, conceptually appealing, but functionally not good.
0: I guess maybe we can think of uh, we can conceive of this in the short term and the long term, because when it comes to ugg boots, there's not much worse than really old ugg boots in terms of foot comfort, and that's because even though the ugg boots do kind of wick away your sweat quite effectively, to the to the beginning of the kind of hairs, I guess is where it goes, like not contacting your foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long term though. Um, when if you sweat a lot in Ugg boots, then uh, and this really is all a, all a matter of sweat, isn't it? Like it when is, it comes yeah. down to it, that's that's all, most questions about feet are <laughs> sweat sweat are involved with sweat in some Where sense. Do you
2: realise it or
1: not?
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're insidious, but, in that way, old yeah <laughs> Ugg boots are <up>? yeah, <laughs> and feet. Um, old Ugg boots do um, get quite. Quite, um, you know, nasty. Yeah. For lack of a better word, matted
2: down with the layers of sweat.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. No, no, um, no, yeah, no cushioning for your feet. So actually, so yeah, I,
2: mm. maybe socks.
1: Well, I don't know. I think in previous weeks we've talked a little bit about, and and personally, I'm not a huge fan of this whole kind of moral relativism where um, everything is specific to me and and kind of. Um, there's no objective right and wrong. I think on this question, um, though, I would I think it's worth acknowledging that um, we have different bodies and some people's feet sweat a lot and some people's feet don't. And you could probably split that fairly roughly by kind of gender and age and things like that that are going to be influencing your amount of sweat. Um, mm. So I think potentially if you've got this kind of burly um bloke who is sweating up a storm then then you've got to go socks because i've been down not that i'm a burly bloke by any means but i've been down that route and um yeah my UGG boots didn't last long uh it wasn't a pleasant uh aroma or occasion um whereas someone who's sweating a lot less is probably going to have a lot less of an issue with that
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: okay so we're saying socks as a as a protective measure for the longevity of your investment in the other. I ugly. think so. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. Well, it's so been an interesting the relative, relativistic stance on the, on <laughs> yeah, the yeah, socks, yes. but I think we can agree it's objectively morally bankrupt to wear them out of your house.
0: Mm. Yes. Well, that, that does put you in a class of human, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's when, a when, of class, when, if you yeah. weren't... Yeah, most, most questions when they boil down are, are, have class elements. And uh... <laughs> But here's the thing, if you are going outside with your Ugg boots, you've got to wear the socks, don't you? Because like, you're going to sweat a lot more when you're moving around, especially if you're, if you're mm. coming into contact with sunlight.
2: Well, but if you're wearing your Ugg boots outside, are you really doing any sort of strenuous activity? If Ugg boots are your mm. footwear of choice. I, I mm. would wear my Ugg boots to take out the trash. If I'm already yeah. wearing them and I don't want to take out the bins, I'll do that. Or if I wanted what? to dip mm. over to the shops to get some toothpaste because I've run out, but...
0: Mm. I think we'd all
2: agree, like though, I'm gonna that... I'm going to sweat very hard picking up some Colgate from all works. Mm.
1: I think we'd all agree that if you're wearing Ugg boots outside, um, you're clearly not capable of um, the kind of rationality that's required to address this question anyway, so...
0: And look, I, we don't want to put off our listeners here too much, but if you are the kind of person wearing our boots around to do your 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 outdoors kind of life, which at, at this time is especially limited, um, I just you might as well stop listening now anyway, because this is a question for the for the this is, this is a podcast for the philosophers, not the not the Bogans. So, um, <laughs>
2: Is that true? It's not for yeah.
0: Uh, Well, the people are the philosophers, you know. Philosophy is a very accessible subject. And on that note, we will go on to our third question.
1: Question three.
0: And it comes in from Nick Lowe, who is a, a, a friend of the show. And he asks, this is the kind of question that, look, I... Um, As we usually do, we usually do find a moral element to our questions, but I'll be pretty fascinated if we do manage to bring this one to a a question of morality. Short and sweet, really. Nick asks, do dogs have lips?
2: Gab. Look, I'm going to need one of you guys to explain to me how this is. Even a big question, even a moderate question. Mm. I think Mm. I look at a dog's face, there is skin around their mouth and they have lips.
0: Well, I mean, you've heard it here from Gab. He reckons it's a it's a simple proposition. But can can I introduce some more elements to this question? And and this isn't from Nick, but I, I think I think it's implied in in what he asks. I think the, the
2: question when talk- is only as strong as the interpretation of the question is. So please interpret mm, it ex-
0: exactly. Yeah. When we're talking about lips, just e- e- extract yourself from any anything else. When I say lips. What like, what do you think of
2: I think you know, yeah your you're kind of lip emoji, you've got the form, it's kind of elliptical, um, yeah, yeah, a, a blush in the color,
0: specifically human
2: lips, yeah, we think of specifically human lips, yeah, and uh, even when you extract
0: yourself from any any other kind of interpretation, when you think of lips, you're thinking of human lips,
2: although I think so I suspect the but- animal kingdom it gets Mm. dubious with with some animals but i think you know apes certainly have lips
0: Mm, yeah and with that same kind of elliptical shape don't they
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: um if if you were to take a dog right and just like cut out the lips and turn that into an emoji say it would look nothing like our conception of, of of a pair of lips would it
2: but then if you were I, you send me a text message with that emoji in it, with the dog mouth or lips, be, mm. it, be, it, be it as mm. it may. And I'm, I'm mm. telling my friend I received this text from Miles. He said, "Hey man, looking forward to recording the podcast today." And then he sent mm. me this emoji. How would I describe it? I would say the dog lip emoji. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. But it's dog. It's a dog lip, not 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 lips themselves.
1: Um. Okay. That's true. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'd wanna clarify that I think, Mm. I think you can have lips are lips, but they're not necessarily human lips, right?
0: Can I ask another, can I I ask another question? Speciesist
2: actually. Please ask another question. Yeah.
0: Speciesist. Mm. Is this the worst question ever on big questions? (laughs) This is
2: not the worst question ever on big questions. Um, Look, I don't want to put any of our people on the spot by singling out particular questions although mm. I think I've made it pretty clear in the past on the page whether I think a question is mm. big. Mm. Um, this mm. is... The, I don't think this is a big question by any means. The dog-lip one, uh, it is far from the worst offender, though, in my opinion. Okay. And to I to think give one maybe... Final, to give one final thought on the dog-lip mm. one, we were talking about, yeah. you know, the, the teleolo- teleology of words before, you know, what their purpose says about their meaning. Mm. And what is the purpose of lips? Well, commonly it's for kissing and people kiss their dogs. (laughs) People do kiss their dogs on the lips. So, I'm going to... That's my final thought on that Mm.
0: one.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't say
0: you kissed your dog on the mouth. You'd say you kissed (laughs) them on the lips. I sure
2: hope you didn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say either, but
1: that's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) I think potentially... uh, the listeners deserve an apology from Miles and myself on this one. I don't think it, it is a small question. I think potentially it's just not a podcast specific question, and it would have been better off in the in the page. So sorry on our behalf on no, that no, one. No, the dog
2: what? question. I think that we've had some good conversation around.
0: Okay. I mean, really, can you anthropomorphize animals? How 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 related are we to a? Uh, mm. Canine friends,
2: right? And so, so do, do dogs have arms?
0: That's a bigger question, I think.
2: Uh, it, it's the same question reskinned. I think. I think it's the same question about does our understanding of anatomy from a human perspective does, mm. is it meaningful in the context of an animal?
0: Mm. Reminds me of a meme that many <laughs> listeners may be familiar with, which is when it asks, "How do dogs wear pants?" And do they wear pants with the the belt, like, is the belt, like, around the kind of horizontal axis of the dog kind of halfway so that the pants have four legs? Or do the pants go vertically, the belt, the belt go vertically so that it kind of starts around the belly and makes its way back?
2: Yeah, just covering the hind legs.
0: Yeah. I think if we answer
2: the latter, it's the anthropomorphizing thing, right?
0: Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: but
0: then again, so is pants in any circumstance. Yeah. I mean, ask ask away any question, any being. How, how would any being wear pants? And you've assumed some things about their anthropomorphic nature already, haven't you? All right. Yeah. Look, Gab, it's been a pleasure. Elliot, as always, it's been a pleasure. Um, it's been very enjoyable. Thanks for coming on the show, Gab. Oh, it was my pleasure. Yeah, great to have and, you. And uh, yeah, to all the listeners out there, we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.